Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, October 11th, and Rick Patterson, Bruce Strisky, Greg Yett, Boris Cheek, Brad Allen, Danny Short, and Daniel Gallagher, I'm coming for your ass. Better watch out. What's up, Tom? <laughs> Not much, man. How are you? How, how are you uh, doing? I'm pretty. I'm. I'm over it. It, it was, overall, it was just a bad weekend. It was really bad. Just a lot. I. I don't even think I can feel like emotions anymore because it. I just did emotions all weekend. So, um, also ESPN. You at some point you should probably stop, like putting who referees these games in what the score is like in the game cast because now I'm gonna search that guy. I'm gonna find his house, and yeah. So, um, um, well, there's a lot to talk about today. I mean, we, yesterday was, uh, I mean, it's crazy football, uh, lots of things to talk about, uh, Jets lost, Browns lost, uh, college football, everyone lost. Uh, but I guess first, how did you do in fantasy this week, Tom? Uh, not, not the worst week that I've ever had. Not the best week. Um, my Tav league, I played the only 4-0 team and was supposed to win at one point. Uh, but then Austin Eckler decided to show up, um, and that basically ruined my chances. So I need about 30 points out of Jonathan Taylor tonight versus the Ravens. Um, I won in our Dynasty League. I won in my dad's league. I got my shit rocked in my other keeper league. Um, and then that leaves our Dynasty team for, for Flurry. Yeah, and it uh, looks like we're going to win. Um, Got to hold off uh, uh, 22 points from um, uh, Hollywood Brown, which we're not calling him Hollywood anymore because he doesn't deserve that because he can't catch footballs. We're just going to call him Marquise. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I'm uh, – it's looking like I'm going to go 4-0 this weekend. Um with all four of my teams, uh, which is a very stark contrast from what has happening in real life. So that's always, <laughs> it's always fun. I mean, I'm dominating our pirate league right now, the, the game, and this was by far Kyler Murray's worst game. Like I, I may not be able to be beat. Like I'm being serious. Like I survived Kyler scoring only 11 points. I don't know if anyone can beat me in the pirate league. Um, I know next week, I mean, I'm going to be undefeated. Uh, Jake, uh, the guy we had on our Sunday morning um, to do the bets, his brother is also in the Pirate League, and he was 4-0. I haven't checked his score, but it could be the Battle of the Undefeateds next week. And all I got to say about that is, Kyler, you probably are going to want to show up for that one. going to need you. Um, yeah, but- Kyler, Kyler screwed me in my one league, too, where I was going up against the only 4-0. I had a shot, but... Kyler put up half of his projected points, and that really screwed me. Along with Eckler, nearly doubling his, so I yeah. feel pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you keep saying you feel pain. You don't know pain. You don't know pain. You don't know pain. It happened on Saturday. You don't know the pain that happened yesterday. Um, I'm not kidding when I say that I am going to reach out to these referees and um, uh, ask them if I can interview them. And then I'm just going to embarrass them in front of everybody. Um, I, I mean, we could just get into it right now before we get into the games. I, I need an explanation why these refs, when they make a bad, 
every job in the entire world, if you fuck up at your job, you are like, you get warned or you get whatever, you get a written warning, then you get suspended. The, the, this crew that, that, that just, I mean, it was a horribly called game. I mean, I, the, the one pass interference was, I mean, Mike, it was offensive pass interference, if anything. And, it, and so that, that was terrible. And then this has been happening all year to basically every team. If you throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game, all the defense does is just tackle all your receivers and they won't, they won't throw a flag because it's like, um, it's almost like in, in basketball where you drive to the hoop, like the ref doesn't want to call um, uh, the, the, the foul on the layup or whatever, but like it, it's gotten to a point where like, obviously I don't want computers to do every call, but I, I, I really do think that a lot of these referees have their own agendas. And I think it's, I, I think it's incredible the 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 stark contrast between between referees and the crews of what's a what's a roughing the passer what's defensive pass interference what's holding what's illegal touching like none of it is clear and then they bring on that fucking idiot Gene Steratore and I have not like he is so stupid it blows my mind and and the other thing that I cannot stand from and this is from the color commentary and this is from the booth. They refuse to criticize the referees. They refuse to do it. And it's, it, it's mind blowing. And I, I, the Browns, Kevin, uh, Kevin Stefanski had his worst game yesterday as a head coach by far. Um, he didn't trust Baker at all, but I mean, so, I mean, I'm not entirely blaming the refs, but they changed the outcome of the game because of the calls they made. And I just don't understand why like they get paid to do this this is their job and you you will see referees come like mess up again and again and again and again and again and again and they still get to come back every weekend to do the same thing it's the same thing in college football i mean there has to be some kind of uh, of like judgment on them at like the end of the year like you should have a film review we're, we're like, if we look back on your film from this past year and, and you made basically a missed call, like a terrible missed call, like 10 or 15 times, like, hey, man, we're not going to hire you back next year. Um, so it, it just blows my mind, the stupidity and the ignorance that the NFL shows about these referees. And it, it is an NFL problem. It's an NFL problem. Uh, uh, they brought in the, the, the substitute referees. What was it? 10, 12 years ago. Um, and that was horrible. I mean, those guys, they were, they were horrible. But so now the NFL is so scared to like criticize or do anything to these refs because that might happen again. It, it, I mean, like I said, I don't want it to go to a, like a whole computer AI or anything like that. It's going to have to go there at some point. They, they, the, the, the amount of missed calls and just failures every single week it's coming to a point where they really need to do something about it. Like I it, like, obviously I'm mad about the Browns game, but it, it happens league wide and it doesn't mm -hmm. stop. They fail every single week. So I just don't understand why they don't like, like, Hey bro, you missed this PI call. This is the third time this year. You've missed this PI call. You're suspended for two games without pay. Like, and I, I just don't get it. I, I, it's it's unbelievable to me 
that these refs can even live with themselves. They, like I said, they didn't, the Browns lost the game. Uh, and the refs probably didn't play a huge factor in it, but they played a minor factor in it. And it, it just blows my mind that they, 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 they will receive no criticism. And at best, what you're going to get is this stupid bullshit NFL apology today. Like, oh, we didn't call that pass interference. I'm sorry about it. And it's like, you guys do this every week. Roger Goodell, you come out and do this every week. Do something else about the problem. Like, it's not mind-blowing. And I'm not even going to get into college referees because those guys are so fucking stupid. Like, I don't think they could graduate to the college, the college that they are refereeing. They are so bad. These refs are like, they're untouchable. And it, it, it's it's going to come to a point where, it, it, I mean, I'm a crazy fan. There are a lot of crazy fans out there, but we know where, like me, we like me and you and other people, we know where to cut it off. There's going to be like a crazy New England fan one time, or a crazy Raiders fan that is going to straight up attack a referee. And I like, I'm not going to like see the tweet of the the ref game being up. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is good. But in my head, I'm going to be like. Like, this is your own fault, NFL. Like, this was always going to happen. You, They continue to fail and fail and fail every single year. And at some point, it just has to stop because they fail so much. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else about that. I, I just don't understand how they escape punishment, how they escape any criticism. I mean, if you think about it, these refs could be throwing games because the NFL doesn't look into any of it. They don't do anything about it. So I, I well, I, I would almost even say the NFL isn't on it because the NFL almost wants to have a script of what's going on. I mean, you and I both watched that that Chiefs game last night. The, the NFL and the referees, the, the NFL and the referees were doing anything to avoid the Chiefs getting blown out. I am convinced yeah. because just just like that Browns game, all of the calls seem to just be absolute garbage. Like it, it just it. it you're right. It blows my mind that so many questionable calls and, and, and incorrect calls can be made in one weekend. Because if this were just sprinkled through and it's like, oh, we got, you know, two or three bad calls a week, that's fine. But like, it just seems that there are two or three games that are poorly officiated. And these are supposed to be the, the best refs and that see everything. Yeah, and, like, I guess I don't know what, like, the off-season is for them. Like, I don't know if they have other jobs, do whatever. But, like, they need to get into an off Like, maybe they should get into an off-season program like training camp or something like that because every year they come out, and the first week you already know that the new rules, they're going to be enforced, they're going to be not enforced. I mean, the one – I mean, pass interference, it's just – I mean, it's – it's becoming a joke. It's becoming a joke. I mean, Herbert did it, I think, three times yesterday where he was about to, he was either going to throw it away or get sacked, but he was smart. And I like, I give him credit for this. He just basically threw the ball, like basically kind of out of bounds, but where a receiver could have had the ball. And all a receiver has to do basically is just pretend like you got hit or pretend like you got like your arm grabbed or something. And they're not going to call it. Um, I mean, the Hail Mary, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Baker criticized them after the game. And that's the other thing. That That's the other thing. That they like players and coaches can't come out and criticize these guys. Like, what has made these referees untouchable? Like, why? Like, 
Why? Why are they untouchable? And and, and then Roger Goodell, if you're so like worried about their safety and like their morale or whatever, they go to robots because I'd rather have that. Like I'd rather have that. Like these guys, it it is consistent game in game out, week in week out. They fail at their own jobs and they escape punishment. And it's it's a joke. It's a joke. Roger Goodell. Uh, I mean, the owners obviously love him because he makes the mission, but. He is a failure. He is a failure. If you look at his tenure as the NFL commissioner, there have been way more problems in these last 20 years with him in charge than there was in the previous 80 years of the NFL football. So it, I, I'm not going to dwell on it. And I, like I said, I really don't want to get into college referees because I honestly think those guys have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Um, but the last thing I'll say about that is like, I put out a tweet last night and I like, I honestly think it's what happens. I think these guys go back. I, I do think the NFL probably makes them like rewatch some things or like they'll send them a video, like, like maybe th- like this was a bad call or something, but like they go home, they don't get criticized. Nothing is ever wrong. They're never wrong. I, I just, the way it's going and the way that fans are crazy and players are crazy and, how crazy football is, I, like I said, there's going to be a fan that attacks a referee. And honestly, I, I could also see a player attacking a referee. Like, I, if I'm a player in the NFL and, like, I get fined for, I don't know, like a, a uh, not like an unfortunate helmet-to-helmet contact or something, and uh, they find me or, like, uh, I, get t- I get fined for a taunting penalty or something like that, um, and then you're that player, but then you look at the referee that's in the same game as you that did basically the same thing. He failed at his job, but nothing happens to him. So it, I don't know what they have to do. And like, obviously this is based around the Browns for me, but around the league, I think it's pretty clear that those guys, I mean, I mean, Twitter's just Twitter from one to 7 PM on Sundays is obviously a lot of football stuff, but I would say there's a good 25 to 30% of it is people complaining about the referees. And I used to be like, you know what? We can't blame them that much. Everyone has a bad day. No, nobody has this many bad days. If you have this many bad days, you're just the devil. Like, so it's, it's just, it's mind blowing. It's week in and week out and they don't do anything about it. So what, I mean, I obviously am not condoning someone to attack a referee, but when it happens, I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not. I'm just sure I'm going to say it. I'm not going to feel bad for that dude. If he dies, I will, obviously. But if he gets beat up, I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not. The guy has this, like, it's, if it's a, if you're a veteran NFL referee, like, imagine being, uh, like, remember Ed Hockley? And, I mean, obviously he made bad calls at points, but, like, Ed Hockley was a pretty well-known referee. He was the jack dude. Um, like, yeah. he's, like, so, basically, he was an NFL referee for, like, 30 years so basically the last 10 years, he was like tenured in probably. And he like, just, I mean, obviously the guy, Hockley was okay. So I'm not going to complain about him, but other referees, I'm sure like the, the last 10 years are like, I'm untouchable. I did my first 20 years. They can't touch me. doesn't matter how many bad calls I make. They can't touch me. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else about that? Um, yeah. No, I, I'm just going to let it, let it yeah, stand I, there. Yeah. All right. I took a drink. Time for rant number two. 
Greg Berhalter, what are you doing? U.S. played last night at six. So I was clearly going, I actually had on my laptop on and I was watching the game. They won last week. They beat Jamaica at home in te- at Austin, Texas. It was great. The lineup was great. Um, and the thing that does suck about this, like the, how the World Cup is playing out right now, is basically every international break. Uh, to explain to people who don't know soccer, all these guys play for their club teams, um, but I, obviously they have to go on international duty. So, like, there'll be a week without soccer games at the club level, um, or two weeks without soccer games at the club level. Um, and they and the, the players go on international duty. Um, so, but the thing that sucks now is with this how in condensed it is. Uh, the whole qualifying everything is they played Thursday, they played yesterday, and then they played Wednesday. So they have to play three games every uh, basically um, international break. They won last week. Their lineup was great. Ricardo Pepe, the next prodigy, uh, the striker, he was awesome. And then. We come into Sunday uh, and we play Panama, who's one of the better the better teams in the CONCACAF, and he changes everything. He, like there were only two stay players who stayed in the starting lineup from Thursday to last night, and I mean they they lost. They lost one nothing at Panama. It's embarrassing. Uh, Greg Berhalter just. Every time he takes a step forward, it seems every time he takes a step forward, he just takes two steps back. Um, I, I, I am once again, I don't, I like usually after, after the last international break, I would have said, yes, I guarantee we're going to qualify for the World Cup. I don't know now. I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, it, it also doesn't help that our guys are injured. Uh, Gio Reyna, well, I, he's not injured. I don't think, but I have no idea where he is. Kristen Pulisic is injured. I, th- there is a chance that Kristen Pulisic and we'll obviously talk about Saquon more, but th- like. There's a chance that Corsa Pulisic is is Saquon Barkley. I'm not kidding. Like where the fact is, he was going to be so good and so good, and then unfortunate things happened to him, and his injuries took down his career. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me that happens to Corsa Pulisic. Every time he is hurt constantly, um, it's unbelievable. But like I said, Greg Broholter's wholesale lineup changes. Like, dude, these are important games. Um, like you got to win these games. Like there's there's no reason we shouldn't have gone down to Panama and at least got a tie. There's no, there's absolutely no explanation of why we couldn't do that. Um, like there's no, there is like, I usually, I kind of say that as a joke. There is no explanation why you can't go to Panama and get one, one point. Um, I was more mad about that last night. Um, but after I got really mad at the refs for about 10 minutes, that wasn't as mad. So I'm I'm happy about that. Um, anything, Tom, I'm going to close my door. Hold on. Okay. No, I, I mean, I don't really follow soccer, and I think people sort of yeah. know that. Yeah, um, I know. The, the only thing that sucks is, like, uh, obviously the World Cup's going to be weird next year um, because it is in the fall. It's going to – I mean, I'm basically going to lock myself in a room for about a month, uh, just football and soccer every day. It's going to be great. Um, but you'll even admit you don't follow soccer, but if the U.S. plays in the World Cup, you'll probably end up watching the game. Right. Oh, we lost. Yeah, the, okay. the only the only soccer that I watch is the World Cup, if anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's more fun when the Americans are involved. But um, yeah, no, I mean, everyone watches the World Cup. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
All right. Well, uh, those two rants are out. Uh, okay. Clemson won this weekend. I can't rant about Dabo. Um, I, I think I'm ranted out. So let's get into the games. Um, we'll obviously start. Uh, we'll leave R2s for the last, which actually, uh, actually, no, my game was before yesterday. It's there. Uh, we'll leave R2s for the last, and then we'll just, you know, work our way back. So let's get into um, was what, what was a, the, a very, very long in, but somewhat still entertaining Sunday night game last night between the Chiefs and the Bills. I, I'll probably I'll kind of lend the floor to you. Josh Allen might be for real. Josh Allen. Josh might Allen be is a top five, top three quarterback. I, I, I I'm going to say this, and people are going to be crazy, and they're going to call me an idiot. Right now, if I had to pick who I'm starting a team with. I'm taking Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes right now. Uh, Josh Allen just seems he's he's hard nosed, um, but I, I, so he was great yesterday. Uh, where did Dawson Knox come from? I mean, the one catch he had on the sideline after the game came back after halftime that was incredible. Um, I don't like the Bills because I well, I like the Got Bills him going again. What? I said that catch got him going again. You know, they were struggling in the team to stay and everything. After that, everyone got pumped up again and got back into game mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they were good. Um, I I don't think there's a ton to say about the Bills, except they look like the Bills last night that we thought would they, the Bills would be coming into the season, like a very, very actual – very, very good actual Super Bowl contender, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think I, I think uh, the bigger part of this is what's going on in Kansas City? Like I, what's going on with Kansas City? I, I really don't know. Uh, I sent you a meme last night, which I thought was hilarious, but I think like, I think that like, you know what it really is. And and I really don't, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to really get into it because it came out of its mouth. And I really like a lot that comes out of Chris Collinsworth's mouth. But I think that we are starting to see a formula for how to beat the chiefs. The, the bills, and the the Raiders, who was it that beat the Chiefs? It wasn't the Raiders. I was Chargers. thinking the Raiders of last year beat Chargers. Them. Chargers. Uh, the Chargers. Chargers. We're we're starting to see a formula. It's drop two safeties high in the back that basically double team Tyree Kill and take him out of the game. Put someone on Travis Kelsey right off the line and beat him up a little bit. You know, give up a couple penalties. And and then just get pressure on Mahomes. Those yeah. three things make it so that the Chiefs cannot play offense. I I hundred well well the, there are two things that I think people looked past when the Chiefs were really good these last two years. Um, one, their running game it, it, since they had Kareem Hunt at least their running game hasn't been that good. Um, Clyde Edwards Lair, uh, I mean, he just fumbles every play. Um, I do feel bad. He looks like he's hurt pretty bad. Uh, I know I saw him walk off. 
Um, but I think the bigger glaring thing that people like, I don't know why people just chose to overlook it with the chiefs in the past. Their defense is like just straight up, not good They're, They don't play good sound defense. Um, Tyron Matthew is probably the only one on that defense. That's worth anything. I think I, because uh, oh, Chris Jones as well, but I, their defense is bad. Like they, they, if the chiefs, if the if the Chiefs get into into a game where they can't outscore somebody, they have no chance to win um, because their defense isn't going to stop anybody. Hundred percent. And the 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 fact that Andy Reid is is not seeing that people have found a formula to stop him is a bit concerning to me. And I know that he's a great coach. I'm not trying to say he's not, but if he can't. Under, or can't see that people are starting to figure out an offense and adapt and, and get his players to adapt, that's very concerning for the Chiefs because their entire organization is is then screwed if these three guys are the only three guys that can do anything. You know, if anything, Mahomes, yes, he's still getting pressured, but if they're taking Tyreek Hill out of the game and they're doubling him with the two high safeties, Nicole Hardman involved because he's essentially – Tyreek Hill light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we saw Josh Gordon catch a pass last night, get him more involved too. Yeah. I mean, I think I I wouldn't say it's necessarily necessarily Mahomes fault, but I think it's like for him, it's kind of probably hard to like train his mind away from throwing to either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Like that's the other thing. I mean, their offense has never really had any kind of balance. They don't have a balanced offense. Like it's, it, and it's not even a balanced passing offense. It's, it's three guys. It's, it, it's Mahomes, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's like those three guys and those guys are very, very, very good. But when you have a game plan in 11 players that stick to that game plan on defense, you have no chance if you think your offense is going to do anything with just three guys. So, I think, yeah, I mean, Andy, well, I don't, Andy Reid shouldn't be on the hot seat, but I do think there are questions that need to be asked about him. Like he has made, like they lost in the Super Bowl last year. They've come out and looked like the exact same team they did the last two years, which, I mean, I think a lot of people think that's good, but I mean, it's not, they didn't win a Super Bowl last year. They got to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win it. So I, yeah, it's just, it's weird. And I, I, they got to play the Chargers again this year. I mean, they got to play. Who's else in the AFC West? They got to play the Denver um, Broncos, the Raiders, and the uh, Chargers. Chargers. You said. Oh well, wow, that's yeah. a very easy um, division. Then, well, that stinks. Other than the Chargers, but yeah, I mean, I it, it, like the Chiefs are always gonna. I mean, the, the Chiefs are always gonna blow out the bad teams. They're gonna blow them out. It's just what they do. They're gonna blow out the bad teams. But I mean, these first couple of games, they just they haven't looked the same, and um, yeah, they just haven't looked the same. I, I, I um, if you don't have anything else, I have one other thing to say about this game. I don't know if you saw it. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure we covered everything. And also, Josh Allen is is a stud. That's the that's the last thing I'll say. That's really the only thing you have to say about the Bills is that Josh Allen's a stud. I agree. Um, 
Unfortunately, I agree. Um, but also, um, he needs to be like he was smart last night. I gave him a ton of credit last night. He was smart. He didn't take any hits. He was getting out of bounds or sliding for the most part. Um, but at some point in his like maybe the next two to three years, he's going to get dinged up trying to run over people, and that's a thing. I mean, he'll probably have to sit for like two games or something, but. That I mean, I'll take that if, mm-hmm. from Josh Allen as long as you're still winning. Um, right. It, it's not like he's a, a smaller guy who's scrambling around like Kyler. Yeah. He's a big guy that's going to be able to take some hits, kind of like how Cam Newton did, but he is going to end up getting hit a lot like Cam Newton did where he's going to have to stay to more of a pocket passer, but he actually has the arm to succeed in doing so. Yeah, so I, I, I understand and I hear what you're saying with that. That hurdle yeah. last night, though, was filthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, um, yeah, he, he's really good. He is really good. Um, I, I do have to say, I'm a like the announcers, uh, like when they do Josh Allen, like I get it, guys. He didn't have any D1 offers and he went to Wyoming. Like, I get it. You don't need to <laughs> shove it down my throat every time I watch Josh Allen. Like, yes, clearly all the head coaches in the college football missed him. But we've known about this now for three years, guys. We've known about it. You don't need to bring it up every Sunday. Um, and uh, so I'll get into the other thing, I'll get into the other thing um, I was going to talk about, which is I think we've actually talked about this. Mahomes' wife just needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did you see yeah. her on Twitter last night? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but okay. I'm sure yeah. it was awful. Yeah, no, I mean – uh, I mean, yeah, let me look out. It, uh, there's an article on Yahoo about it. it, it she just <laughs> Mahomes. I like him. He seems like a great guy. Um, he, I think he married the wrong chick and has the wrong brother because they do nothing good for him. I'm not kidding. Like every time there's news about Brittany, whatever her name is, and then his younger brother, it's always just horrible. Like, it's always, I'm sure, and I'm sure Patrick like just is like, all right, whatever, like yeah, yeah. But he goes to his room and he's like, why don't you guys just let me play football and shut up? Um, but yeah, no. So she, she needs to get a grip. Um, yeah, she needs to get a grip. I, yeah, I mean, not none of the tweets were bad, but like she would just wouldn't shut up about it. It was like me tweeting, but I'm not the wife of an NFL player, so I can do that, like. So I don't know. What's her last name? Matthews. Yeah. It, I. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's Matthews. Let's take a look. Oh boy. Yeah. She. <laughs> like I said. Like like I said. It's like it, it's like me tweeting. It's what I do every weekend. But then again, I'm not the wife of an NFL player, so it's a little bit different. And like I said. She just, she's always like, she always finds her way to force herself in the conversation. And it's like, no, no, Brittany, we just want to watch your husband play football. We don't care about you. We want to watch your husband throw the ball 80 yards down the field. That's what we want to watch. We don't want to watch you and your <laughs> child or anything in your little brother-in-law. Like we don't care. Like We don't. We just want to watch Patrick Mahomes throw the ball 80 yards down the field. 
Um, like I said, none of it was bad. It's just she he, she just once again, it's like the it's referee. So it's so stupid. Like yeah. someone's tweeting at her, like, I need you to stop. Uh, there this was my team long before Patrick was here. All this other stuff. Like, it's a fan, a long time Chiefs fan who's rooting for her husband and said one thing, like the Chiefs are bigger than you, me, or any one player. And then Matthews uh his his fiance or whatever said in the nicest way possible shut up with the emoji with the smiley face like it's not bad it's just like what just the think. hell <laughs> shut up is really yeah, so I'm, saying, like, I'm sure Mahomes goes home and he like sits in his room and he's like why why do you guys do this to me like I'm actually just really really good at football and if you guys would just shut up you guys would stay out of the news, and we might win more Super Bowls, and I might bring in more money. So I'm sure he just yeah, like already more weird. money than his 500 mil plus endorsements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's yeah. Um, so working our way backwards, uh, Dallas versus the Giants. Um, America's game of the week, my ass. Yeah, I, that was game of the week. Yeah, it always is. Every time the the it's the four twenty five, and anytime the Giants and Cowboys play, it's always the game of the week. So because of the rivalry, I'm gonna start. <laughs> with say something about the Giants real quick. Uh, well, two things about the Giants: uh, injuries to three of their like their three best players. Probably, I mean that that screwed them. Um, mm-hmm. I think Saquon Barkley seriously needs to look at like retirement. I, I I'm not. I feel bad. He just he he can't stay healthy. Like did, I don't. Did you see how he hurt his ankle yesterday? Yeah, he was he was a non-contact. Like he literally was just walking one way, and the guy walked the other way, stepped on his foot. Like like it's that kind of thing that happens where I'm just like, okay, this dude is bound to get injured. So like. I don't know if retirement, I guess, is the – I don't know. He needs know, a new team. He needs, he needs a new to change team. of scenery. Yeah, he needs. He just needs to start over somewhere because, like, it, Giants, like, it's done. Like, um, it's just done. And uh, I feel bad, and I hope he does have a decent career. But, I, I mean, the only time we've seen Saquon – like, he can t- – like, I, I, this is more of just a thing, but like, I'm kind of comparing it to Madden a little bit, but not really, like – Every year he comes out and like he's a superstar, he's a superstar. And Madden, you get to play with him, but in real life you don't because we've seen one season from him, basically one season. So I, I, I yeah, think, one season three years ago. Yeah, and it, it, I mean it just it just once again shows why there will never ever uh, ever again be a running back drafted in the top five. Like it's just not gonna happen. Um. So I I feel bad. I, I do feel bad. Um, the Cowboys are good, I think, but um, it's going to get bad because Cowboy fans are going to get bad. I've already been seeing it on Twitter. Like, I don't know. What do you? I think the Cowboys are good. I think they're gonna, I think they're a real threat. Um, but like, I just can't deal with Cowboy fans. They're going to be the next New England fans. Uh, the Cowboy fans have always been, in my mind and in my eyes at least, on that level with, with New England fans. Um, they're, they're honestly the worst because they will sit and scream about how great they are. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, first couple weeks of the season because the Cowboys and the Raiders have a very similar uh, um, <laughs> a similar way things shake out. I'll put it. Uh, they always look great at the start of the season, then finish, you know, eight and eight, eight and nine, uh, nine and eight, something like that. Um, and then talk about how it was going to be their year, but there was this. Um, they'll remind you of the the championships that they had 27 years ago. Very much. All right, you know what? You know what? You know what? We're just going to categorize right now. You can add cities if you want. We're going to go New England. Um, we're just New England, Dallas Cowboys, Warriors fans. Uh, I don't know. Yankee we're fans. Doing, Yankee. Well, no, I was just saying we all we no. The the name is Yankee fans. Like they may be they may be uh, like New England fans, but we'll just call them Yankee fans because everyone knows what you mean when you mean Yankee fans because they are the most scumbag people on the planet Earth. Yeah. Well, and like you know, the Raiders. Like I, I picked the Raiders for a very specific reason when I started talking about the Cowboys. Because like, yes, they they have a very similar way things shake out. But like, they too always have the hype around them in the beginning of the season. Then end up talking about the championships they had twenty seven years ago when <laughs> when they had whatever. Like, I, so I would throw them in there as well. It, it's bringing back to the Cowboys. Like, yes, they are very talented. They have a very good skill set and a good group of skilled players. Trayvon Diggs is the clear cut defensive player of the year. He's having an absolute monster season. Uh, I have something to say about that. Sure. <clears throat> but it's not going to translate to 11 wins. Like they're all expecting it to. I agree. I like agree. I mean, I, it's not. Well, uh, well, honestly, like I, I for Cowboys fan or like for, for, for Zeke's sakes and for Dak's sake, cause those guys seem like good guys. Like, I, and I'll always cheer for Zeke. He went to Ohio state. He basically broke Alabama. Um, there's going to come a point where Zeke is going to fumble three times in a game. Like there's going to come a point where Dak probably gets dinged up pretty bad. Uh, it just happens every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're good right now. But yeah, I mean, in no way am I like on the Cowboys bandwagon where I'm like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl because they're not going to the Super Bowl. So, um, so I, I, I don't want to take any with anything away from Trayvon Diggs. I don't. I don't. I think he's very good. He what? Five interceptions now. Six. Six. Six in five six. games. Yes. Which is which is crazy. 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 He isn't even a top twenty corner in the NFL. I and and this is I, you, people can criticize me for this all they want. Why is Jalen Ramsey so good? Because he shadows the best receivers every game, man to man. Why is Tre'Davious White good? Why is Jair Alexander good? They can shadow the best receivers. Trayvon Diggs in the Cowboys defense. It works for them, and it's working for them, so clearly it works. Like I said, I don't want to take anything away from him. Trayvon Diggs is sitting in zone defense 99% of the time. So he – and I, I played cornerback. Like I, So it's not experience-wise, but like I, I know schemes. I, I coach football. Like when you're in zone defense, it, it's a completely different game than when you're a guy like Jalen Ramsey or Jair Alexander or Marlon Humphrey – when you're sticking to the best receiver every game or just sticking to a receiver every game. Um, the problem with playing zone defense is 
you're going to give up a lot of things like short and over the middle and things like that. Um, but you're also going to force a lot of turnovers with some defense. So that being said, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I think we need to put it in perspective. This isn't like a Stefan Gilmore season. Um, this isn't like uh, he's no, I don't think he's anywhere near as good as Richard Sherman was when he was with Seattle. Um, See, I, I'm not going to take away anything from him here uh, as well. I, I I agree. I'm not going to put him in the top five just yet because he's a second year player who's only he played eight oh, games okay. last year. So I take it back. You know? I take it back. He's probably in the top fifteen for whatever reason. I thought he this was his third year, and I was like, well, we've seen nothing from him in the past two. So okay, yeah, no, I'll, well, I'll put him in the top fifteen. Yeah, I I would have him top fifteen, top twelve, somewhere in there. Like he's a very viable starting corner, but like you brought up Stephon Gilmore, the Patriots for, for the most part during that season where he had all the interceptions was running a zone defense. So would you consider and classify Stephon Gilmore as a top five corner? I think you not anymore, to. not anymore, not anymore. No, no, no. but well, like, I, I think they're clear cut. Like, Buyer in in honestly like this has this isn't a corner's fault like because I do think when 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 you start playing football at like the high school level and then the college level, um, and that like you you grow up playing a certain scheme and like you are better you're either better a better zone corner or you're a better man to man corner. Personally, I think man to man corners, and I think people would agree with this. Those guys are the best ones. Those guys are the guys that shut people down that, that, I mean, Darrell Revis, when I think of a great cornerback, I go to Darrell Revis, like Darrell yes. Revis, like matching up with someone being physical with them on the line of scrimmage. That is man to man defense. Those corners are physical. And I think those guys are the best. And like I said, I don't want to take anything away, but if you grow up and you go to a, I, I mean, it's it, like, once again, I don't want to take any way, anything away from Iowa because they've done an incredible job this year. A lot of the reason they have so many turn their their turnover turnover differential is so good. They sit back in zone defense, um, which is basically what I look at zone defense as is is bend but don't break. That's what zone defense is. It's bend but don't break. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from Trayvon Diggs because uh, um, like obviously once you get into the NFL, like it doesn't matter what corner you were before that. It's whatever system they play. Um, usually, I would think teams draft. Um, corners and different things like that from colleges of where they know what schemes they're in. Um, but yeah, no, I, Trayvon Diggs having an incredible season. Uh, I, I, I agree. He's the leader for defensive player of the year this year. However, he will not win it. I can, and um, I can get behind that. I, it's obviously it's not sustainable to say he's going to have a pick and a half a game or a, well, you well know. let's take a pause real quick because we've we've said that about Iowa every week now and they still force like five turnovers every game it's crazy <clears throat> yeah i and i i get that but like for a single player like it's not sustainable to say he's going to yeah. end up with 20 no. picks in 17 games it's just no. not no. um and I, and i understand that but at the same time like Richard Sherman only played on the left half of the field. You know what I mean? Like he, he only covered the left side. He didn't shadow anyone. He only played the one side of the field and that, yes, they didn't throw it towards him, but like 
it was only the left half of the field. You could you could put you know your slot guy over there on him, and he'd have to cover him. You know what I mean? So uh, the cornerback position is very interesting, and and seeing how it has changed and how people have utilized it and everything. Um, but that'll be the last thing I can say on that. No, I mean if you if you look at the Seahawks defense, um, like look at the Seahawks defense. The reason they were there, they were able to play zone, um, was because Cam Chancellor was basically a fourth linebacker and covered everything in the flats, basically. And then you had Earl Thomas over top, who it, at his prime was, I think, far and away the best free safety in football. Um, so yeah, uh, we do, we gotta get, we gotta get moving, we gotta get moving. We're way too slow. Uh, I do want to say though, I know, I do want to say, uh, Trayvon Diggs, I, like I said, great a leader for the defensive player of the year right now. Miles um, Garrett's going to win this year. Miles, going you know, I'll say this: Miles Garrett will either win it this year or next year. I don't know how he hasn't gotten it yet. I, I do think it's because you've been injured. But I, I, all right. I guess this is a quick question I have for you. Overall, who do you think the best? football player is in the NFL. So I think there's that, a lot of that is, Yeah, that that's way too deep of a question for how much time we've already used up. I, um, I, I think it's I, you have to sit here and break it down. I, I really no, I don't because there's offense, defense, different skill sets easy. which you gotta focus on. You're gonna easy. you're gonna say Miles Garrett because I, I will say Miles Garrett I'm also gonna say Aaron Donald. Uh, I'm also gonna say you know who else is a really really good football player. DK Metcalf. I'm just saying. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of factors you got to do and, and go through it and everything, and that's how they come up with the NFL 100 list. So <laughs> I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. That's not what they do. They come up with the NFL 100 list just to get people talking for about a month about it. Because yeah, I can guarantee you, Tom, that when that NFL 100 list comes out, like in six months, we're going to talk about it for probably two weeks. So... Um, <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how they put it out. Um, uh, now on to my favorite NFL team, um, Arizona San Fran. Um, well, well, the over didn't hit in this one. I do, I do have to say that the <laughs> over did not hit in this one. <laughs> um, I know, I'll, I'll let you start. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'll start with this. Uh, Max Williams. There, I just got a tweet. Uh, update he's probably got a severe season ending injury is how I think it was phrased um that which is a huge loss for that team because he was really starting to come into his own um very unfortunate I was on the phone yesterday while I was watching Kyler Murray post an absolute dud um for my fantasy team and I was on the phone with my buddy Sal and I made this connection, and I don't think I'm ever going to unsee it. The Arizona Cardinals are just a more successful, better winning Vikings team. Because they always start off super hot, looking great, looking like contenders. And then the rest of the season, they play to their competition. Now, the Cardinals have actually won every single game so far this year. They're 5-0, which is fantastic. But think about the games after week one when they had that offensive explosion. 
they were in a dog fight with the Vikings, right? Then the week after that, I want to say it was oh gosh, who was it week three? Um the the Jaguars, where Jaguars, it yeah. was not a super not a super blowout game, I don't think. You correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't a super blowout. Um, oh, no, it wasn't a super blowout. I mean they beat him by I think like two touchdowns, but it wasn't a super blowout. Yeah, you're right. For for the Jaguars, you would expect the Cardinals to to have benched their players in the middle of the third quarter, and it was a two touchdown game. You know, then they they went and played the Rams, which is a super difficult game. They ended up squeaking them out. I'm not saying they should have blown them out, but another dog fight, and they played very well. Played like the team from week one, and then this week they're playing a San Francisco team that's starting a rookie quarterback with not great playmakers and an injured running back core. And they only beat them by a touchdown in a 10 to 17 victory. I mean, they're literally just a more successful Vikings team. Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. Um, and we'll get into the Vikings game because uh, did you see that at the end of the <laughs> game with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I love the Cardinals. I think they're awesome. I I think I love the Cardinals because they remind me of a college football team. I honestly think that that's why, I mean, they run, I I, I wouldn't say it's an air raid offense, but it means it's a spread offense, which I mean, I guess most teams run a version of the spread, but uh, yeah, I mean, clearly Arizona is not going to go undefeated. I don't think anyone thinks that, or I hope they don't think that. uh, I mean, I, I guess it's not impossible, but I, I would highly doubt it, especially with the, the division that they're in. Um, but I, they're exciting. I, I, I mean, good for Arizona. Good for I, good for Arizona. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say other than good for Arizona. Um, how did Trey Lance yesterday look? Because I actually didn't watch this game because I was the Browns were playing. You know, he didn't look terrible but he he looked like a rookie um 15 for 29 for 192 yards one interception uh and then he had 16 carries for 89 yards so like no touchdowns from him uh an interception like i said very mediocre very very rookie like uh performance but like it, it it wasn't bad i mean having one interception for a rookie I would take that from Zach Wilson instead of nine. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you said he ran the ball 16 times. He ran the ball 16 times. So I think we're starting to see what their plan is for not having a running back room. I get. I mean, <laughs> I think Kyle Shanahan's a smart guy. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't do this more, but – I mean, I mean, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, this looks like another RG three situation. Uh, I I don't want to go there just yet because it looks like Lance is just a bigger guy than RG three was he's, coming out of college. Yeah, he um, he's more compact. He's more of a compact guy. Yeah. Yeah, he might not be as tall, but he's got more muscle on him, uh, and he looks just a little bit bigger. Um, I think their arm talents are are still left to be comparable because I haven't, I didn't watch the game specifically at all. I didn't watch him throw, but 
I know he has an unorthodox throwing style, kind of like RG3 did. Um, I'm sure his arm is maybe better, but I, I really I, – I'm, I'm not going to compare him to RG3 yet until I legitimately sit down and watch a game. Oh, yeah, that's true, okay? So, so we'll make that pact. We'll say we're not going to compare him to RG3 until we watch a game. Um, but then everyone's got to know this. After we watch that game, all RG3 comparisons are fair game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think Kyle Shannon's a smart guy. I don't think they – I would highly doubt they – I mean, I think running your quarterback 10 times is way too much. Um, and by running your quarterback 10 times, I don't mean like scrambling like that. I think guys do that. And like, everyone does that. I mean like design runs. Um, yeah, I don't know how many were designed or how many where he, he felt too much pressure in the pocket or, or he had the rookie thing go off and he ran a, uh, a scramble himself. I, I don't know how the breakdown is, but yeah, the no, fact yeah. that, that you see your quarterback take 16 carries is just a little like, whoa. <laughs> and especially in his first NFL start. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, he's probably gonna be pretty damn sore today. I gotta think that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. Next one. Uh, whew, I mean, talk about ugly games. Uh, Chicago, Vegas. Um, well, I'll say this: if you bet on Vegas this week, you're just an idiot. I mean, you're just an idiot with all the things that came. I. I guess we could stop for a second. Do we want to talk about the email or anything? Because I really don't. I don't. It was a. It, I frankly don't. I yeah. Okay, good. We're done. We're not going to do that. Um, but with everything going on, and then us, everyone knowing what the Raiders do, where they come out and win like three straight games, and then they end up like seven and ten. They'll probably like what? They'll probably be like eight and nine or seven and ten this year. So this doesn't surprise me. Um, however, I will say about the Bears, Matt Nagy is like. I'm glad that Fields is playing, but Matt Nagy is still probably the worst coach in the NFL. And that's saying he a lot. He needs to stop play calling, bro. I, I, I don't – well, apparently last year he removed himself from calling plays, and then this year he took it back over for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly – I kind of feel bad for Chicago fans because they got the win yesterday, and that just gives him more job security for not being fired, but – I, I, there's not much I have on this game other than, I mean, everyone knew this was going to happen to Vegas. Like if you didn't know this was going to happen, I mean, that, that's crazy it, because this happens every year with Vegas. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really don't know where I want to go with this first. I mean, Justin Fields, he threw 20 times, which is fantastic. 20 times is not a lot. I mean, you ran the ball, what is that, 30, I want to say 38 times, 40 times almost, and he threw 20. Justin Fields threw for 111 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Eh, I mean, like, that's just, it's uninspiring. Yeah. No receiver no, had more than 35 yards. One guy had a two-yard touchdown pass. Like, that's just, it's an uninspiring offense. And I think Nagy is coaching just to not lose instead of coaching to win. Yeah. Like, Laser, when he took over for the last five weeks of the season and he had David Montgomery playing as the RB5, like, that was an electric offense. They were throwing the ball all over the field. They were, they, they made Mitch Trubisky look good. 
Well, you know, and cool, cool, Mitchell, cool, 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 the Mitchell Trubisky hate. He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio, <laughs> but um, like it, it's just it's crazy to me that Nagy is is so power hungry. I guess I want to say like his defense is is okay. It's not great, but like it. He's an offensive guy. Remember, he was signed over from the Chiefs after that one big year, I guess I could call it. When I don't even know if I could call it that. I, all that, He was brought over from the Chiefs after their like big offensive year, I guess. And now he's, like I guess, trying to just hide the fact that it wasn't really him. It was Andy Reid. But Laser should be calling the plays on offense, and he should honestly start focusing on defense. Yeah, he, he just has no business calling plays. He shouldn't be calling plays. Um, like I said, I feel bad for Bears fans because if anything, this win gives him more job security. Um, but what are you going to do? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, New Orleans-Washington football team. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about with this, but I, I think the overlying question needs to be here. Where's the Washington football team defense? Like I have no idea. So hyped coming in the year, and I mean, they just gave up 32 points to James Winston yesterday. Like, do you have any like like what's going? Why is the defense not working? Is it bad play calling? Is it opponents? Uh, is it guys not playing up to the level they're expected to? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I just. In, I'm not usually a believer in like all these good, like in, especially in the NFL and, and college football as well. Like these defenses can stop people, but like I really thought the Washington football team defense coming into this year was going to be a premier unit. And like probably like I thought maybe it was going to be back to like the, uh, the boom, uh, the Legion of Boom in Seattle. But they, and you almost got to say you feel bad for like Taylor Heineke in the offense because they're actually not that bad. I mean, Taylor Heineke is pretty bad, but he's trying. Taylor Heineke is not the worst. Yeah, I just said, yeah, he's, I, did, I, I didn't say he's not bad, but I mean, he's uh, he, he's trying and he does things. The defense is just, it, it, it's been a complete failure this year. I, I don't yeah. understand why. It seems like they have all the pieces that should work, um, but I, I have no idea. You know what? I, I think a lot of the Washington football team's success last year came from the fact that a bunch of the guys they had on the line were young. Uh, a guy like Montez Sweat got drafted the year before. Uh, I guess, yeah, in the 2019 draft. Young got drafted in 2020. Um, Sweat did not play most of the season when, uh, his rookie year. So you had these two absolutely insane athletic guys on your line that no one had tape on. Um, and last year they looked fantastic because no one could just, no one got their moves. No one did anything. I think we're starting to see NFL teams really showing off how much they watch film uh, and, and how to stuff these guys. I think that's really the problem with the Washington team. Uh, the secondary is good, not great. The linebackers are good, not great. Uh, and, and the defensive line is fantastic, I think. I think everyone on that defensive line is a super talented football player, but they just aren't getting the pass rush off. And the the Washington football team defense, I think I said this to you at one point, it was going to remind me of, of those Jets teams that went to the AFC championship games 
because they were only rushing three or four guys where their linebackers could drop into coverage and just cover the entire field. And they'd still get the pass rush off uh, get using only those four front rushers. That's just not the case. So they're going to have to – they've started sending linebackers to just try and get any sort of, of, of pass rush, and it's just leaving more holes on the field and people are tearing them apart. So I really think that's what the issue is with them. Um, Jameis Winston, I thought you were going to say the, the underlying question is whether or not Jameis Winston is actually good. Um, I don't know. And if I would, the, 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 he just, the, the, I, I like Jameis. I think he's funny and I think he's kind of I crazy too. and weird, but like they're using him in a weird way. It's like almost, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Cause it, I mean, they're basically limiting his turnovers by basically just throwing like, 10 yard routes every time. Like there's nothing really deep or, Oh, and yeah, uh, well, we forgot Taysom, Taysom Hill got hurt. Yeah. What are they going to do? Hopefully he's not. Yeah. I don't know. Sean, the- Sean's million dollar man, man. I, I, what are they going to do? I mean, they can't, they can't go on. They have to forfeit the season or they have to forfeit the games <laughs> and he can't play and they have no chance to win. Right. Yeah. I'm serious. I mean, <laughs> you, you talked about limiting Jameis's turnovers. I, I think that's a really good way to put their offense because the Saints are the team. Like if the Jets and Giants aren't on, I'll put on the Chargers or the Saints. Um, I found myself on just on red zone. I saw a lot of the Saints, and I put that on on my second screen. I, I think that's a really good way to put it. I think Sean Payton is doing a really good job at limiting his turnovers and, and the opportunities he has to throw turnovers. I think it really helps that he has a, a solid run game in Alvin Kamara and a, and a check down guy in Alvin Kamara, uh, which he didn't really have in Tampa Bay where he had to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. Um, I, I, I think he's found a really good spot in a really good system for Jameis Winston. Um, the 10 yard routes are great. He has the arm to push the ball downfield, which we saw with the long touchdowns to, I mean, I know there was the Hail Mary to, to Callaway, but the long ball to Deontay Harris where he was wide open, he has the arm talent to do all that. Um, but this is the offense that Sean Payton likes to run. We've seen it. That's why we call Michael Thomas slant boy. Um, oh. it, it's the it's the perfect situation for him. Uh, yeah, the only thing I think it's st- – well, first of all, I, did you hear Jamal Adams' new nickname? Blitz boy? Yeah, Blitz boy. <laughs> yeah, we've I, we've been calling him that since his like third year on the Jets or second year um, on the Jets, something like that. I'll finish up saying that. I have something else to say about him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the only thing I have an issue with is like limiting Jameis's turnovers means you don't get the good Jameis Jameis though too because like mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard. It's like it's like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Like like. Like he'll go out and throw four incredible touchdown passes, but then like in the second half, he'll throw like three interceptions. And so I, I, I get it, but it's just basically I'm just complaining as a fan that I would prefer that Sean Payton let Jameis rip it loose. So um I think we'll eventually get to the point where we do see that, but like Jameis is not playing the worst right now. I mean, he's completing 60% of his passes, which is very mediocre. He already has almost 900 passing yards on the season, 12 touchdowns to only three interceptions. I mean, 12 to three, that's a four to one ratio. That's not terrible, but yeah, you're right. I would like to see him 
wheel and deal like we used to, just without all the turnovers. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, before we move on, um, uh, Jamal Adams might be the worst player in NFL. Jamal Adams is terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's a glorified linebacker. We've been saying it now for years. And I don't know who tweeted about it, but it was like a quote from somebody that got tweeted like last week, I think. And he was like, basically, if you have Devon, uh, uh, not Devontae, if you have Jamal Adams on your team, you need to play defense a certain style. And that certain style, like apparently just doesn't work because you basically have to play him as a linebacker, but a, guy, a linebacker that isn't as big and can't like guard, like come down the hill and tackle like a linebacker. Um, but you can't make him in the secondary because his defense in the secondary is literally, I mean, he doesn't play defense in the secondary. He has no idea. Like jets, you guys, you guys should be very happy. You got rid of him. Like, like I, I downright don't think he's good at all. Yeah, no, he, he's honestly, he's great. The jets used him. Well, his his defending skills in the secondary have deteriorated since his rookie year and his sophomore year. Uh, he just he's he's only looking to hit somebody really hard instead of playing actual defense, and that'll be the only thing I say on it. Good. Um, I, not much needs to be said about this one, other than the goat Tom Brady five touchdowns. <laughs> His first um, – did you know it was his first game with 400 passing yards and five touchdowns? Oh, he's 44. Did you know – I literally – I swear to God, I heard that stat line like across 12 different games that I watched. I, I it literally say, brought up every single time. I didn't hear it once, so. Um, I thought we were Tom fans, though. I But, like, I don't like it when they're like, oh, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I got I, I know what you're saying. Like – like, like we, we get it. He's forty-four the, and still good. We get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you know what? We've switched sides now. Like, you don't need to shove it down my throat anymore. Like, we've switched sides. Exactly. So, um, yeah, not much to say. Uh, I do have to give a shout out to Antonio Brown having a career renaissance. I don't, don't want to hear his name. I don't want to hear his name. Okay. I don't want to hear his name. Good. Um, Mike Evans. Uh, I love Mike Evans. I, I just love Mike Evans. Um, and their defense is really good. Miami, um, I did see during the during the weather delay of Sunday night's game, which I had no idea that was going on. I just thought halftime was going on for like 45 minutes for whatever reason. They kept bringing on uh, uh, Florio from uh, Pro Football Network or whatever. And um, <laughs> apparently the Dolphins still think they can get uh, Deshaun Watson. But I guess what the Houston mm-hmm. Texans are asking for is crazy. Because uh, I know the deadline's in like, a week or it's less? Week it's week eight, I thought. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it was odd. Florio just kept coming on the screen. And I was like, I thought we yeah. were half. <laughs> but whatever. Um, unless you have anything else, I mean, Tom, five touchdowns. They're good. I mean, the they're, thing that they're really the front su- runners. Yeah. I mean, the thing that sucks about them is they're injured right now, too. Like, I think Winfield's out. Um, Murphy Bunting's out. And I think Carlton Davis is out. So it's three of their four corners. Um, well, I mean, Richard Sherman is obviously a shell of himself, but of course he's their backup basically. So Richard Sherman's in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I've touched that, I mean, like I said, the thing that sucks with them is you literally just can't run the ball against them. Like I, 
I I don't have a very good feeling if the Browns were to ever play the Bucs or something like that. I'd be like, well, if we can't run the ball. But then again, our offensive line might be the best in the NFL. But whatever. All right, moving on to – oh, I didn't even see this score. Pittsburgh, Denver. Pittsburgh actually won a game. Yeah, oh, that ben was – uh, Ben didn't throw any interceptions. He had – I have to say, he threw two balls that were deep that looked really good. Uh, he he had the the play in the first quarter, fifty yard touchdown to Deontay Johnson. He looked like the old Ben with that throw. I'm not gonna lie, like it was a beautiful pass, way deep downfield. Yeah, um, yeah. Ben Ben actually I, I didn't think, look terrible. Well, I mean, I think everyone kind of agrees that yeah, Ben's able to just take his three step or five step drop and stay in the pocket. He, he has one of the better arms in the NFL. Um, and that's clearly not really deteriorated like it did with um, Drew Brees. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, yeah, he's always had a gun. Uh, but I, like I said, this is another thing. I just think they can't sustain winning just because their offensive line is so bad. I, I mean, so mm-hmm. we'll see with that. Um, I, I mean, we want to talk about a team that I think everyone knew was a fraud. I mean, the Broncos are the biggest frauds in the world. I mean, yeah. 3-0. 3-0. <laughs> just fall. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're terrible. So, um, Yeah, well, I, I have to say, though, the only thing I will bring up about the Broncos, Teddy B obviously looks like Teddy B. Uh, he made one interception, which was not great, but 24 for 38, 288 with two touchdowns was great. We're starting to see Javonta Williams, I think, become the better back there. Um, they only ran the ball. 18 times total. Um, Teddy Bridgewater scrambled once for 11 yards. Uh, but then it was a eight to nine split Williams to Gordon. Uh, but Williams on one less touch doubled Williams's yardage. So <clears throat> I, I, I think we're going to start to see Gordon get phased out a little bit more and phased into the third down role. I can see that. I can see that. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I will say um, I obviously don't like Big Ben, but it was almost like a Kobe Bryant situation for me where – no, not his death or anything like that. Like a Kobe Bryant situation where like his last year in the NBA, Kobe – like let's be honest, Kobe was not a good basketball player. He just really wasn't it was his last year in the league. And I think it's good that Ben is going to have a couple games, which this year where I think it's his last year – where people aren't going to just remember him for, like, because if he comes out and plays 17 bad games like this, this year, I mean, granted, he's already probably played four. So he's got some work to do to make up for it. But like I said, I mean, if he, if he has a bad year, people will remember him more or certain people will remember him more for that last losing season. And it would kind of suck to see um, like a great one at the end. That's just like wilted basically. So yeah, I guess yeah. it's kind of like the same thing as Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's like Kobe dropping sixty in his last game. Yeah, like like last game, you know what? Browns, we already clinched the playoff spot. Steelers are one in fifteen. We're up, <laughs> we're up by thirty-seven points. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, Steelers. Yeah, go ahead, Big Ben. Wouldn't that be the most ironic thing in the entire world? Is if the Browns ended up playing the Steelers in that first weekend, um, and that would end up being uh, Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Is like the Browns finally got to Ben Roethlisberger, and um, he's gone now. They beat him. Um, 
but yeah, it was a, I mean, like I said, I th- there were a lot of the good games yesterday, and we're obviously going to get to a lot of them. All right, well, we're getting to one right now. Uh, Detroit and uh, Minnesota. Oh. Uh, this was heartbreaking. Oh. Um, yeah, it sucked. It did. It really sucked, especially because no one likes the Vikings. Because um, they're frauds at two and yeah. three. They are frauds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, I, I, I guess you said it last night, so I'll let you start with it. What, Dan, I, Campbell, I, I, Dan Campbell crying on the podium was a bit much. Yeah, I I like the message, and I like the heart. The crying, you're right, was a little bit much. Um, but, like, I genuinely like Dan Campbell. I do, too. I, I, yeah. You know – He's a, a good coach. He cares about the players and like all that, you know, I'm going to say movie stuff. Cause you know what I mean? Um, I, I want to put it out there right now as well. Detroit is America's team. Anytime Detroit gets into a close game like this, everyone is rooting for Detroit. They are America's team at 0 and five. I don't care. Screw the Cowboys, screw the Patriots, screw anyone else you think is America's team. It is the Lions. They have lost heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak this season. It's just it is it's so unfortunate. And I'm rooting for the Lions next week. Who do they have? I they have do. the Bengals. They have the Bengals. It's a winnable game. Um all right. Well, with the, uh with that, I, I mean Oh, yeah, and the other uh, cringy thing about that game was Kirk Cousins, and I don't know if that was Zimmer or not, whoever it was, and their little shoving, little joking around thing after the guy made the field goal. Uh, Kirk Cousins is, I mean, he's just a weird, weird dude. I, I Whatever. I, I don't like him. Whatever. I hate Kirk Cousins. Um, all right. Uh, well, you did mention the Bengals, so let's just uh, let's just hop to that one. Um, <laughs> Another Bengals, kicking uh, Bengals versus Green Bay. Bengals hosting Green Bay. Um, 30, 25-22 uh, overtime. And uh, bo- both of these kickers are very, very bad. Yeah, I, I think Mason Crosby saved his job with that game winner. Um, yes. it, you, if, he, if he had missed that one and he missed five or six kicks in a row, um, I, 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 in all honesty, I'm surprised that the Packers didn't try and move the ball up 10 more yards uh, further than they did just, just as an insurance thing. Cause you have Aaron Rodgers. like uh, that, that game was so crazy um, that, that Bengals kicker McPherson um, celebrating yeah, when it clearly missed. Oh, I didn't see that. I got to look at that then after this. It, it was very close. Like the upright was here and, and the flag was going out here. Like it literally hit the flag and the flag kicked it up. Like he thought, he thought he squeaked it over like this, like over the top. Like yeah. it very clearly hit the flag and shot it up to like a, a 180 degree angle. Like you could clearly see you missed it, and he was like <laughs> celebrating and everything. And I get it; it was like from 53 out, so it's not like it was a chip shot and you could see exactly where it went. But like, yikes, dude! Celebrating and then seeing that you missed, like the utter look of horror on his face was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cincinnati. Uh, I was going to say that, yeah, I mean, well, speaking of Packers, 
there might they the Packers fans might be some of the worst on Twitter as well. I, I they they are unbelievably annoying. Uh, and of course, I follow like twelve of them because of Flurry. So I, it's just, I, I, it's just like you live in Wisconsin. Like I know uh, Ohio is not that much better, but it's still better. Like no one cares about you in Wisconsin. Right. So Justin, let me. I think we can just summarize this whole. You know, Packers fans suck, and and the Packers are not legit thing. In, in one question, are you more impressed with the Packers four and one start or the Bengals three and two start? Bengals three and two. That should answer it right there. I, I am yeah, not enthused at all for the Packers starting at four and one. No, I, I agree. I, I, I um, looking back, um, I'm trying to think who they played. I just went and looked. They they got the they got rocked by the Saints week one. Then they beat the Lions. Then they barely squeaked out a win versus the 49ers, 30 to 28. Uh beat the Steelers 27-17. And then this this another squeaker win versus the Bengals. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely not uh um, uh I would say this, it doesn't necessarily show on the field, but I think the offseason turmoil and things, it didn't help. It, it really didn't help. It's never going to help things like that. Like you don't really see it much because they are professionals. So I give them credit for that. But I think, I think it did break up the locker room a bit. Like I, I think Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur like kind of get along and they know each other and they like each other. Um, I feel like Matt LaFleur probably took like a Rodgers' side on all this stuff and was like, yeah, I need this guy. If I was a coach, that would, I would have said it like, yeah, like, unless you want to lose 15 mm-hmm. games next year, like, yeah, you better get him into camp. So, um, 100%. But yeah, no, definitely. The, the Bengals three and two start, I, I I don't think anyone saw it coming, and I don't think anyone saw it coming. I do think part of it was because everyone just – everyone with all the Jamar Chase drops, everyone was like, okay, oh, that was just a horrible pick. So you didn't even, like, look who the else they picked or anything like that. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, Jamar Chase has been incredible uh, for that offense – if they can get a healthy Joe Nixon, like a fully healthy Joe Mixon, uh, I mean they're going to be deadly. Yeah, I mean, and with T Higgins out there, and then um, no, it's not Ayuk, but uh, Boyd yeah, whoever, whoever. and yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they, they have a yeah, they, they, they're good, they're good, they're good. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, Green Bay just doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't impress you. Um, this can be quick as well. Uh, I don't yeah. know if there's anything to talk about. Uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Um, I, d- I didn't go back. Sorry, I, I missed one. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee, Jacksonville. I, I think it's – I guess the only thing I really want to say is I still feel bad for Trevor Lawrence at this point. I'm going to stop feeling bad because at this point, like, he needs to probably, like, maybe bench himself and be like, Coach, I, like – I got a concussion, bro. Like, I, I, like I'm not going out yeah. there – yeah, yeah. I, like I'm not like if I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd be like, dude, I'm 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 19 years old. Those are like 314 pound men just charging at me, ready to kill me. This isn't like college where I got to sit in the pocket for seven seconds um, before I threw to a wide open receiver. Um, but yeah, I, and then the other thing I'll say is at this point, I don't I don't know how the cons, the owners of the Jaguars, can justify keeping Urban Meyer after this. Um, I would think they would probably wait till their bias as long as it's not too late, but you can't justify keeping um, Urban Meyer around anymore. He's, he, you can't justify it because nothing he has done 
since he has gotten there has helped the team. Tebow, I mean, that was stupid. It was just stupid, stupid, stupid. And then everything is fun. So, yeah, I. So I, I, I kind of have a, a question, and it's not necessarily uber important, but say Jacksonville sticks on the trajectory that they're going. Um, I think with strength of schedule, they will yet again end up with uh, the number one pick if they go, if them and the Lions both go 0 and 17. Um, I think strength of schedule says they get the one pick again, which I have a whole issue with that, and we already know why. But yes. If you end up with the number one pick, do you go with Thibodeau to help the defense, or like, do you need to go with with something to help Trevor Lawrence? No, I don't think you need. No. Um, well, first of all, I'm assuming that if if you, if you go 0 and 17 or you go 1 and 16, there's no way Urban Myers. That means Urban Myers gone. In my, like, you cannot justify keeping a guy that went 0 and 16 and 1 and 15 or something like that. Um. I mean, uh, what, yeah. what, what else was part of the question? Sorry, you know how I am. What What else did you? Uh, ask? I I said if if they end up with the one pick, do you take oh, Thibodeau to yeah, improve no, the defense, no. or do you try and get a weapon or someone to at least help the offense and Trevor Lawrence? Oh, I thought you were going to say a different quarterback. Okay, yeah, okay. No, no, um, no, no, no. I think if you're going one, you you, you have to go best player available. I, I mean, if you don't need a quarterback, you have to go best player available unless you have a huge need in a different position. Um, I, you know, like, like, uh, Evan Neal from Alabama, like a left tackle. That That's what I was going to bring up. Do you, yeah, do you bring in him me. to protect Lawrence? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, I guess that would be my first priority. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be my first priority. I, you got to build from the tackles in on a throwing team kind of like that. So, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Evan Neal went number one. Um, personally, I would probably take, uh, right now, number one, I'll see how Stingley works out, but I mean, I would take, uh, Thibodeau or uh, Stanley Jr. As long as his medicals come back clean, um, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's a really fair question because I think Thibodeau would be a great piece, but there, it's not like the Jacksonville defense is great, and it's not great. I, I, you know, I think on the right team he could be fantastic, but it's not going to be the Jaguars. So they have to ask themselves, what would I get more out of taking? Neil, who's not the best player available, but will protect my franchise quarterback or Thibodeau to start building up my defense. I think that Jacksonville is in a very tough spot because they have to work on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just need improvement everywhere except for kick returner. I think Agnew's got that down. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. On to, uh, we'll go to new England, Houston. Uh, again, we got to kind of pick it up. Going way super long. Uh, mm-hmm. Still hate New England. Houston covered. I think they would. Um, not a lot for me. Not an impressive win. Not like an unimpressive win. Just kind of. I mean, they blah. they came back from from down twenty two to nine. I, know. I was so pumped when I was because well, the Browns. I was watching the Browns or I don't know, play video games. I don't know something yeah. like that. Um, but I saw them down because I took Texans plus eight and a half. Um, right. Oh, but by, by the way, I think on my parlay, I don't think any of them hit. Oh no, one did. The Packers hit. The Packers hit. Uh, the over, <laughs> the over in San Fran and uh, uh, Arizona was so close to fifty. It was so close. No, it was twenty-seven. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Davis Mills, though, he looked legit. I will say that. The Tyrod Taylor effect is still in play. Davis Mills looked legit. All right. I, I'll take your word for it, but I got to watch him play this week because we'll see. Uh, yeah. I can just his stat line. He was 21 for 29 for 312, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. That's He's, pretty good. Legit. That's pretty that, good. That's the best performance we've seen from a rookie versus Belichick. All I'll say. Yeah, that's true. Um, New England, uh, just go screw yourselves. No one likes you. Uh, like yeah, we always no one likes say, New England. I fucking hate you. Um, <laughs> uh, this one was a bit of a stunner to me. Uh, Philly beating the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, talk about a total implosion. Jesus. Yeah, I. I, I, I will say the only good thing that happened for the Panthers yesterday was that they didn't bring back Christian McCaffrey for last game. Cause you probably yeah. got, you probably would have gotten hurt again. I, I think if we learned one thing from the Panthers this week, it's that they will not be making the playoffs unless McCaffrey comes back healthy. So holding him out of the game and giving him an extra week off uh, was fine because I know uh, I actually, I think where is he? Yeah, Hubbard actually had a really good day. He had 101 on the ground uh, and another 33 in the air. So you know what? Like, I would even say maybe give him another week off just to make sure he's like 100%. Okay. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It's come a time where, and I think this is kind of partly Saquon Barkley as well, where it's going to come a time where this injury, a doctor's going to say to you, um, like, if you guys make the playoffs, you might be able to come back or something like that. You might be able to go play. Um, but yeah, I, I think players will end up just shutting it down. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, but yeah, I mean, ugly, I, ugly. first of all, I, maybe, you know, the answer to this, how many rushing touchdowns did Sam Donald have in the jets? Cause he's has, he has like five for the, the bank or not the Bengals. you know what I mean? Panthers. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. He looks like the biggest dual threat quarterback we've ever seen. Uh, he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, which is great. Thank you, Adam Gase, for never letting anyone know about that ability ever. Um, yeah, no, he looks legit. I mean, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree. I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm in. I'm in on them. Um, uh, okay. Um, I guess we'll let you start first. Yeah. Other than the Monday night game, we're done. We're through, and then R two. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking about it on the on the show yesterday because I obviously got to watch nine thirty football. Um, the The Jets are just—I don't know what it is. They're a they're they're a one half team. They play a good game <laughs> for one half of football. Um, they, they put up three 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 points in in the first half to the Falcons twenty, but then put up twenty or I guess not twenty seventeen points of their own to the Falcons seven. I mean, this team honestly could be not terrible. No. They just need yeah, to figure out how to play football for, for four quarters. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I like what I've seen from Zach Wilson, especially since his four interception game. He's, he looks a lot more poised and I mean, confident, I would say. He's still not a perfect quarterback, but I look at rookie quarterbacks like this. Like I think they should always start coming out, unless you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady in front of you. Um, so I, yeah, I would just put it in the air, see what happens. I don't know, but um, yeah, Carter, Michael Carter looked amazing too. Uh, 
I, I guess I shouldn't say amazing because he only had 10 rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. Um, but he also had another three catches for 20 yards. So I think he is going to start taking over as the lead back. I mean, we saw him get 10 uh, rushes to everyone else's four and three uh, between Ty Johnson and Kevin Coleman. So he outtouched everyone else 10 to seven. So I just think the Jets offense is not in the position to be working a running back and a quarterback at the same time. And by working, I mean like working with the rookies. Um, but I, I think that they have a nice young core going forward. They just need to learn how to play four quarters of football is really all I can say about it. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I not a ton here. Um, thanks, Kyle Pitts, for finally letting us know that you played in the NFL. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, maybe he'll come on, maybe he won't, but that, I mean, I was sick. He sucked. Um, all right, the Browns. Uh, I never saw this one coming. I did not think it to be. I did not think it'd be a shootout. Um, this, this just keeps happening to the Browns. It's they they've given up like every fourth quarter when they get like. I mean, I texted you. I said they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose, and they did. Um, a lot of it. Play, Kevin Stefanski, by far, like I said earlier, had by far his worst day as a head coach yesterday. Um, on that third and ten with like two minutes left, running a handoff and running the ball, it was like, what, what are you doing? Um, so Kevin Svansky get definitely gets some of the blame. Um, I will say this: Baker deserves none of the blame for this loss at all. Uh, no picks, had pretty damn good stat line. Um, the defense, in my opinion, the defense takes the loss for this because the offense still looked really good. How about David and Joku ripping off seven catches for 150 and a touchdown? You know, and of course I had him written down on my stupid paper, and I was like, ah, oh, let's go with Harrison yeah. Bryant instead. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, man. and Joku finally having a game like worth talking about because, like, I, I, you and I have talked about him extensively on the show yeah, and yeah. how he should be traded to a better team or not, not better team, a team that will utilize him better, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but uh, yeah, I mean, the Browns, uh, I mean, the defense was, they looked terrible. They were slow. It was just not a good day overall for me. Um, Herbert, like, I, I want to say Herbert looked incredible, but he just had to play like an average quarterback yesterday, and it was fine by far. Like, there was no chance they were going to lose, but yet he gets two touchdown passes from like, and I don't like fool me once, shame on me. I get that. Fool me twice, shame on you. Because those two bombs to uh, Michael, um, what's there? Mike Williams. Mike, Mike Williams. Two touchdown bombs for more than 50 yards. Like, that's part of the reason why he lost too. And then, like I said, running it on third down with like a minute to left. Yeah, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Did not make a lot of sense. Um, but we bounced back. Uh, probably lose again next week. And then I'll just. Uh, go in the dark place again. Let's go in the dark place. Who do you have next week? I have no idea. Oh, I do know. Oh, my. oh yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. It's Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's at home, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I got to keep you updated. Uh, remind me to say something to you about that after this. Um, I, I think I have. I think I have an idea. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Um, unless you got anything, uh, I guess we'll kind of end the week with this. We can do this. Um, most impressive team, uh, most disappointing team, player of the week, 
offense and defense. Okay. Um, I will let you start off with most impressive. Uh, uh, most impressive. Um, hmm. Oh, I think this one's easy. Uh, Bills. Bills over yeah. Chiefs. That, that's where Chiefs. I would go. <laughs> yep. I think yeah, I got it. And then if I had to uh, pick a different team though, it would be the Bucks just because they're asserting their dominance yet again. Yeah, yeah. Um least impressive team I I would say the Packers. Uh they won, but it wasn't easy for them. Um, I you, I thought you said is it least impressive or most disappointing? Most disappointing. Okay. Uh, if it's most disappointing, then I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, man. I mean, I know they're five and zero, but geez, man, I, I just that the was so uninspiring to watch. They, they, they can't, yeah. No. Well, okay, they've had one bad game, Tom. They have one bad game. You know what? No, <laughs> have one it, bad. It, it's it, they're the Vikings to me now, and I'm never going to unsee it. That's your own fault. That's your own fault because they're their quarterback's black, so. Uh, most impressive or uh, offensive player of the week. Uh, I mean, I think this one's easy too. I think you got to go Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen or Tom Brady again. One of the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and worst player. Um, I, there's so many ways you could go with this. Um, I don't know. We're not going to. We're not going to do worst player. We're not, we're not going to do worst player. Instead, I'm going to get a, a, every week. I'll put or yeah, every Monday I'll put in a video of a player like like shacked in a fool or something like you know like. But we'll do our own little thing where some guys being an idiot. Well, how about um, best defensive player? You did best offensive. Let's do best defensive uh, and get out of here. I, I mean, I, I I don't think you can go outside of Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I, I think you can. I think there's only one person that you could say is better, um, and, and that and that was Derwin James. Man, I mean, he had 15 tackles or something like that. I, I, I Derwin James. Yes, he had a good game. He had a very good game. He also should have been flagged about three more times for face masks. Um, probably I agree yeah, with no, that. It, I'm not going to deny I, that. I, 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 I agree. And I'm, I, I'm happy. I, I, I think they, Derwin James, I like, this is like, like, I think people, when Jamal Adams came out, people were like, um, Oh, Derwin James is a poor version of Jamal Adams. I think that's flipped on its head. Now. I think Jamal Adams is a poor version of Derwin James because Derwin yeah. James, and I'll give it, I'll give credit to, to the Chargers here as well. Um, they, they found how to out, how to use him. They're either going to have him up in the box in blitzing, which is smart, or they're going to drop him in coverage. There's no like in between. Um, he rarely, I, I think he rarely plays man coverage unless it's a, like a running back on the flat or a tight end. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think, uh, uh, I mean, strong safeties, I would say in the NFL, I think Derwin James is, is up there with the best. Uh, I think Buda Baker's up there and then, Matthew hasn't looked good this year, but Matthew's usually up there. But yeah, no, I, I Derwin James was very good. I, I like Derwin James a lot. Yep. Um, All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for our wrap up. Once again, we will try to be faster next week. I, you know what, you know what, guys, everyone needs to hope for a Browns win and like no more 
Uh, and you know what? Manchester United plays on Saturday next weekend, so we'll have no Manchester United hangover. Um, so I should be in a good mood. Um, but we just pray for a bounce win. Actually, no, don't pray for a bounce win. It doesn't matter because they're playing the Cardinals, and I'll be probably happy with either result. Um, while I say that, I also know in my head that I'm going to be disappointed with both results, no matter what happens. If the Cardinals <laughs> lose, I'm going to be like, damn it, there goes Kyler's MVP. And if the Browns lose, I say, damn it, there goes their playoffs hopes, even though it's still, what, six games into the season, but whatever. Um, it was, I, I, I think since we've been doing it this year, this was the craziest all-around week of football we had. Yeah, the very, very, very weird week. And I will say, I think it's going to get even weirder in college football, and I think it's going to get a lot more interesting in the NFL too. So as much as I was mad yesterday and everything like that, um, I think we're in we're in for a good couple of we're, – we're, I think we're good for the next, like, two months. I think we're going to be fine on the weekend. So, um, like I said, thanks, everyone, for uh, – watching in um this will be up on uh spotify probably by the end of the day if not by the end of the day to tomorrow i don't know how fast their just anchors distribution goes out um but definitely check that out there um spotify i believe it sends to apple music google music um and then basically wherever you get podcasts um you can go ahead and download that uh give us a like um if you want i, I don't care about your likes uh i really don't care if you download i do want you to listen though because i do know who does listen and um, that's just nice. Um, other than that, um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't know how we top this weekend in football, but hopefully we can next weekend. Uh, any last words, Tom? Oh, yeah. Prediction for tonight. Start. Uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are probably going to end up winning. Uh, but I need 30 out of Jonathan Taylor, so let's go Colts. See, uh, I need I need points out of Jonathan Taylor, too. I'm up by 22 versus Luke, um, but he has Lamar Jackson going, but I have Jamal – or uh, John Taylor. JT. What's his name? Yeah, JT. I have JT going as well. So I think I'm pretty safe there. Um, and like I said, everyone, I know you're very interested in this. I will update everyone on Friday with our pick em. Um Oh, yeah, I'll also update records on Friday. Um, I might cheat a little bit, um, but we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, uh, any last words, Tom? Let's go dogs, man. All right. You didn't even notice or to ask me anything about my flag. It's not here. <laughs> <laughs>